Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on July 30th, 2021. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce has been serving the community since 1941. It is an association of businesses, other entities, and individuals organized to encourage a strong local economy and quality of life by promoting commerce, sound government, and an informed membership and community. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. This is what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? Good morning, Joe. Happy Friday. I am Happy Friday. fabulous to answer your question. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> we love Fridays. And, uh, yes. you know, life is good. Can't complain. How are you? I am wonderful. Life is good. I just got back from a trip to Chicago, my uh, where I was born, and uh, I love the Windy City. I love it. Was it windy? It wasn't very windy, no. <laughs> But it was hot. It was fun. <laughs> you know I had to ask that, right? <laughs> you set that yeah, up right, perfectly. Right. Right. Uh, right. Hey, I'm I'm curious. I always like to compare um Manhattan Beach and the South Bay to, you know, other areas and places. Did you were you able to get out and, you know, go wander around, you know, the downtown area in Chicago and um, you know, what's the state of business there? What do things look like? Well, actually, I wasn't. I, I never did get to downtown, but in the neighborhoods, it's full on back to normal. You know, with masks, there was uh, mm-hmm. very good uh, sort of adherence to mask protocols. I think by everyone. I mean, it's just everyone mm. has just accepted it. But um, every, I went to a, a restaurant and it was in full swing. I mean. Thank God for those workers. Thank God for you know the owner and so forth. But uh, it was it was really hopping. Nice. And what is the uh, protocol currently in that area? A mask indoor, or you know what what state of masking are they in these days? I think they are they are you know obviously um, you know when you're talking about. Uh, um, just normal activities, going to Walmart, going to a restaurant. Um, it was pretty much uh, business as usual. Everyone wear a mask. Um, you yeah. know, uh, Walmart mm-hmm. has a national sort of policy. And then um, the restaurant we were in, you know, wear your mask until you sit down. If you get up, put on your mask, right. that kind of thing. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's um, very interesting, and um, I, I know the airports have just been jamming uh, for several months now, kind of since oh. June, um, but how how <laughs> was the travel scene? <laughs> okay, now, our, our plane was full, and uh, I think that uh, they, they are just getting into the habit of saying, you know, please wear your mask, you know, whenever you're moving, whatever. They're saying that, like, you know, as often as possible. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was, you know, back to the bad normal, I would say, in terms of uh, people are traveling and uh, <laughs> it was, the plane was full, both ways, there yeah. and back. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, that's uh, good news, bad news, right? It's, you know, good news for the travel industry, hospitality, right. uh, and good news for people right. who want to connect, which is what you were doing with, you know, uh, family. Uh, but, yeah, right. it's uh, a full plane. You know, we haven't seen those in a while, so that would be 
probably a little nerve-wracking for some people, uh, given this day and age. Well, yeah, I, I'm happy to hear it, but yes, we have to always continue to be very vigilant and very careful. It's um, it's amazing, you know, out here, um, as you know, mm-hmm. um, LA County, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago, I think, um, you know, asked everybody to put a mask back on, you know, while indoor, uh, regardless of vaccination mm-hmm. status. And it's very interesting, mm-hmm. you know, what um, that's really created, honestly, some confusion, you know, because um, some people mask, some people don't, and some people don't know what to do, you know. And, um, right. gosh, it's, you know, you just put a mask on and, uh, you know, obviously if you're with people you know and everybody's vaccinated, that's a different situation. But, um um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, we continue to navigate this crazy pandemic and um, let's hope people continue to get vaccinated so we can rise above this someday, somehow, because sadly, infection rates are going back up. Um, and in fact, I was just speaking with an emergency room um, doctor physician last night, and he was telling me that 98% um, of the patients that they are seeing and that are admitted to the hospital for COVID-related, you know, um, problems and symptoms are unvaccinated. And, right. um, yeah, that's, that's a staggering number. You know, we can, we can beat this if everybody gets vaccinated. So um, I will get off my soapbox, um, but those <laughs> listening get vaccinated. And those listening that are vaccinated, help your friends that aren't to get vaccinated, help them to feel comfortable, help them to kind of break the barrier or the fear of getting vaccinated because that's important. We have to be kind and kind of reach out and lend a hand to those who maybe aren't vaccinated and are, you know, need a little, need a little nudge. So anyway, I think, um, you know, well, I just think, I think everyone is on the same page pretty much i mean whether it's the uh minority leader mitch mcconnell or my favorite commentator on fox news which i watch 24 hours a day um sean hannity um everyone's mm-hmm. saying the same thing get vaccinated now that's it mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. Yeah. do you really watch tv 24 hours a day <laughs> no i do not uh i, I exaggerated <laughs> I'm like, wow, Joe, you are superhuman. Uh, you are. But, oh, I'm kidding you. Um, it's nice to be on the show with you. I, uh, I am, you know, excited. Um, this is a big weekend in Manhattan Beach. Big, big, big. Um, it is. It is. Do you know? What, do you know what's happening this weekend? What's oh happening this weekend? Uh, the best uh, of Manhattan. Drum roll, please. Nope. Drum That's roll. October. Not, yes, not October. <laughs> yes, um, it is the return of the infamous six-man volleyball tournament. It starts today, uh, um, which right. kicks off the International Surf Festival. Um, you know, gosh, what a time-honored, decades-old tradition. Um, that is set up, you know, throughout the South Bay, uh, really kind of from mm-hmm. El Segundo, from Dockweiler Beach with lifeguard competitions um, to yeah. all the way Manhattan, all the way down to Torrance Beach. Um, there are interesting events, activities, and competitions all weekend long, starting today with the famous annual six-man volleyball tournament in Manhattan Beach, just south of the pier. This is the one where, you know, teams are made of six, but usually there's like 20 people on the team, (laughs) and they dress up. There's costumes, there's themes, and um, you get a really interesting mix of um, locals, Mm -hmm. residents, people who grew up playing volleyball all their life, people who haven't. Um, some you get mm-hmm. some, you know, ADP players, you get pro, semi-pro, retired, you know, really fun to go down and watch, super spirited. It's outside, so there's plenty mm-hmm. of fresh air. Um, so right. if you're going to come down, today is the first day, the big day of six man. Come early. Leave early. Um, parking, mm-hmm. you're going to have to park probably on the outskirts and walk in or, you know, Uber down, bicycle in. Um, but it's quite mm-hmm. a sight to see. You can stand on top of the pier, 
and see it, um, or you can walk around the sand and and check it out. But super fun. Come down early, support the businesses, go shopping, you know, eat in the restaurants, and uh, watch volleyball like you've never ever seen it before. <laughs> so I'm uh, very excited about awesome. that. And then of course all the all the other activities, um, you know, kind of happen all um, weekend long and. The other, you know, really famous ones are the peer-to-peer paddle and peer-to-peer swim, uh, which are mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Uh, the peer-to-peer paddle starts at the Manhattan Beach Pier and goes to the Hermosa Pier, and then the reverse route happens for the peer-to-peer swim. After that's all over, um, swimmers go running into the water and um, swim from Hermosa um, to the Manhattan Pier, and um, we're talking. Usually thousands of people do the swim, hundreds of people do the paddle, um, all of which you need to be registered for in advance. But if you want to check that out and check out all the activities, including the lifeguard competitions, um, you know, all the other interesting, the dory race, all those fun things, you can go to surffestival.org. That's surf. Festival. So there's two F's in there, surffestival.org, um, and check <laughs> out um, the schedule events, where they're happening, when they're happening, and um, come out and enjoy a great family event. Um, I understand the only, one of the only things that isn't happening this year is the Sandcastle Contest in Manhattan Beach south mm-hmm. of here, but most other events are happening. Um, so come enjoy. And uh, I uh, play oh. responsibly. I should say, play and get outside responsibly. So, um, I'm very excited. With you. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. Obviously, last well, year we didn't I mean, have this... it, so it's you know. No. Oh. Yeah, it's nice to have it back. And then um, something else happening tomorrow. If you don't want to go um, hang out at the beach, and you would rather um, be, you know, uh, indoor at a beautiful luncheon. Um, our friends over at Michael's Learning Place are having um, their annual fundraiser luncheon at the West Drift Hotel. You, um, you know, we, we've had Ed on the show before talking about Michael's Learning Place right. and, um, you know, the, the wonderful programs um, that they, they have at their facility um, uh, up on Rosecrans and what they do um, for you know, the marginalized population that has, you know, um, uh, physical and mental, you know, uh, specialties that are different than ours. Um, and mm-hmm. it's a wonderful fundraiser tomorrow at the West Drift. Um, really important to help this group out and, and, and raise money for a great cause. They do have a silent auction um, with some really, really cool, uh, you know, kind of wonderful gifts. Um, you can go on to our website, ManhattanBeachChamber.com, and look at our calendar and check it out. Or you can go to Michael's Learning Place. And that's M-Y-C-H-A-L. That's how you spell Michael. Um, anyways, very exciting. Mm. So one indoor event, um, many outdoor events, and hopefully um, more to come. There's, um, you know, we're definitely seeing the return of all these events just popping up. Um, the Wasteless Shop, too, I should mention. We've had Stephanie on before. The Wasteless Shop, which is right. located in North Manhattan, um, a wonderful shop that focuses on sustainability, sells all environmentally friendly products. You can refill, you know, things in a store. She's having a plastic-free July beach bash um, tomorrow, um, helping to clean up the beach, and there's going to be, you know, prizes and incentives. Um, you can find out more information about that on Eventbrite. Um, and just type in Plastic Free July Beach Bash, and you will see mm-hmm. how to register for that. So, um, you know, we have some fun, we have some giving back, and we have some caring for the environment. How about that for a weekend? You, I can't beat that. Caring for the environment. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Caring for people, caring for people, caring for the environment, and having some fun. Right. So, uh, right. yeah. It sounds like sounds like a, a good, healthy, fun weekend to me. So, uh, looking forward to it. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Shall we? Um, speaking healthy, fun, and a bright light. Mm-hmm. Um, our guest today is a, is a lovely um, resident and business owner of Manhattan Beach, and a leader in the community, and uh, quite a bright light. So, 
I'm excited um, to talk with her today. Awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, what does she do? What does She's she do? Shall I read? <laughs> yes. She is a bright light. Let's, let's get her on the show. Um, today, everybody, okay. our our guest is Jordan Holberg. She is the creative director of Mint Witch Creative um, and has been for over 20 years doing graphic design, um, and she has marketing experience primarily in creating solid branding identities, well-designed marketing campaigns, and website design. Mintwitch Creative is a boutique design studio that creates complete brand identities and marketing packages for professional service and lifestyle industries. Mintwitch was awarded Small Business of the Year in 2011 by none other than the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. Jordan continues to be a part of the South Bay community as president of the Manhattan Beach Rotary Club and holds a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree with an emphasis in graphic arts from Cal State Fullerton. She's also the mother of two very adorable little kids and the wife um, of a wonderful husband. So without further ado, uh, we welcome Jordan Holbert to the show. Good morning, Jordan. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on the show this morning. Thank you for joining us. Yes. It, it is, Thank you for it that goes without... sweet introduction, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Jordan, Jordan we're going to start with what is not uh, an, 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 a, you know, a, 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 uh, it used to be uncommon, but now it's much, much more common to talk about women uh, heading their own business, women managing and and creating their own businesses but it for those out there just give us a little idea of your journey towards being the creative director of mitwitch creative um where did you start in your career and what was your vision originally for mitwitch sure uh, well, after I graduated from Cal State Fullerton, I was weighing my options of whether to go into the ad agency route or corporate. And, um, you know, in 2001, the job market was very strong, so I feel like I had plenty of options. Um, I think I looked at the pay scale and uh, saw that the corporate Avenue was much more lucrative. So I went to, I was uh, hired at KPMG at the time, one of the big five accounting firms, and we designed all of their business development proposals and presentations. So um, high stakes marketing collateral to help the teams, you know, win the business for the firm. So there was a lot of pressure there. Um, I was there for five years, and then I got recruited to do similar work over at Cushman and Wakefield. And, uh, again, high-stakes business development proposals, um, you know, for clients like Unilever, uh, Nordstrom, Callaway, you know, all sorts of industries. And uh, I, I was there for three years, and the timing with being in commercial real estate is, uh, you know, the, the bottom fell out. And so I was like, uh, I see the writing on the wall is that I need to find another industry to be in. And so, um, you know, just doing some research and doing some freelance design on the side, I just decided to go out on my own and um, started networking like crazy. And I think I've said this a lot is that I I attribute a lot of the success to the Chamber of Commerce actually and someone along the way a mentor told me that I should you know get involved with the Chamber and network and that's your community and this was 13 years ago and I'm still getting referrals from those connections that I made that long ago and so Wow. It's a true testament to um, the quality of people that are in the chamber and the quality of people that are business owners here in our own community. And it's just like, I'm, you know, I'm forever grateful for that. And uh, I think it's, you know, I think it's fantastic what you guys have do 
on an ongoing basis. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> about relationships. I mean, I I, I right. have a unique perspective seeing um, what the chamber has done corporately as as an organization and what Kelly Stroman has done as an individual, which, you know, during what could be described as one of the most challenging periods in the 80 years, 60 year history of the chamber of the Manhattan Beach, uh, it's just it's just in, incredible in what what has taken place over the last couple of years. Now, right. though, you have an opportunity now as as a business owner. You have an opportunity as a a uh, the president of the Manhattan Beach Rotary Club to to see the blossoming, see the resurgence, see the the rebirth of business in uh, Manhattan Beach. Talk a little bit about that. What what do you see for the near future for businesses? I know um, there must be lots of Rotarians talking about what they want to do now that, you know, this dark period is waning. Sure. Um, I think it's, you know, we, as the Rotary Club, we're coming off of, and I don't know, 18 months of being on Zoom, and it's really difficult because we are such a group of fellowship and friendship and family, and not being able to connect on that level every week, you know, it takes away a chunk of your life that you are used to having and you kind of have relied on because, um I mean, we all join the club for our specific reasons, but it's a huge part of your life. And so this year I want to focus on, you know, rekindling that promoting fellowship, family, leadership, um, reconnecting and uniting the club in a positive way. You know, everything that we put out, I want to have a positive message to it that's so easy to get Mm -hmm lost on the negative of it all, that I really want us to, um, you know, be that shining light and the constant that's like, we are here and we're here to help you. And we are, you know, I want to be a positive force in the community. Right, 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 right. You know, um, Joe, I I just want to tag into this with Jordan uh, because I am in Rotary with Jordan, but the, the power of, people in person is uh, really great. And, you know, thank goodness for Zoom over the last, you know, 18 months, right? Um, None of us, very few of us knew what Zoom was, you know, two years ago. And now we all pretty much know what it is. But the power of um, being, being with your people, you know, and seeing them in person um, is extraordinary. And, um, you know, it's one thing to, let's say, recognize somebody um, over Zoom and, and thank them for their service or something they've done. It's another to do that in a room with 90 of your peers sitting there clapping, congratulating, you know, looking at you and smiling, right? Because you can't always see all that on Zoom. And so um, I, I'm really um, – proud of Jordan for being committed to getting the club back in person. I mean, we meet every Monday at 730 in the morning and we meet at the Westchester Hotel and, um, you know, people were so excited to get back in person and share conversation and, you know, introduce your friend, introduce somebody that maybe joined the club during the pandemic. And um, it is, um, it's so important. We're humans. We need to be around each other. And um, mm-hmm. Jordan, uh, it, it has started off, you know, as a bright light that we I described her as at the beginning of the show, but she is really committed um, to that positivity, which um, we all need that. We all need more positivity. We need that connection, and we need to reconnect as humans. So important. So important. Hmm. Absolutely. Right. And Absolutely. It's been it's, – it's, yeah, I mean – during the pandemic, we were able to bring in six new 
incredible members. And I think that's just shows to like what a vibrant club we are is that these people in the community wanted to be a part of our club, even when we were on zoom. Right. Yeah. That's right. A, that's amazing. And now, and now Joe, those people are coming into the room for the first time and we're like reintroducing them to the club. Like, Oh yes, they joined whatever, three, four or five, six months ago, but here they are in person, <laughs> you know, so let's give them a round of applause, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> uh, you know, Rotary has a really cool tradition of when um, a new member officially joins the club, kind of how they're, um, initiated into the club, and it, it, it involves a lot of face-to-face, you know, contact and uh, it being in person. So it's um, we're thrilled um, to be in there. But um, you know, Jordan, what are you seeing as you're just getting started um, in in your presidency? Obviously, you were president-elect last year, and uh, you've been. How long have you been with the club? I know it's been a long time. How long? When did you join Rotary? I joined in April of 2010. So, so you've yeah, 11 been years. 12, uh, 11 mm-hmm. years, yes. Um, yes. Okay, so let's talk a little bit from your perspective of what you have seen over those 11 years. Why did you start 11 years ago? And, you know, kind of bring us through the club and some of the um, – you've been involved in some really big projects that have evolved over the years and then where we are now. But, you know, why did you join 11 years ago and, and what's, you know, what was the club like then? So the club, I mean, with the club has gone through position of, you know, it's not your grandfather's Rotary Club. And I think we say that a lot because what? you hear Rotary not my and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's transitioned <laughs> to, you know, there's a lot more younger members, um, families you know, younger business owners. And when I joined, I don't know, maybe there were five women in the club, maybe six. And I think we're moving the needle with that, with, you know, Kelly joining and, um, you know, Hillary Mahan and other incredible women in the community. Um, And I think, you know, the service projects have always been amazing. We're just you know, they just keep getting better and better where I assisted Shannon Ryan with the Special Olympics Committee. Um, You know, our fundraiser used to be at the Comedy and Magic Club and it would hold 200 people. And now we've expanded that to the West Drift where we can have 350 people and invite more people that are not in the club to, you know, we invite them in to see what we're doing and it's an incredible fundraiser. And I've chaired that for three or four years and was on the committee for five years before that. Um, And it's just a great event. And then, you know, some of my other roles, I was the youth director where you visit the high school once a week committed to, doing such a great job and they're doing bake sales and they're finding their own service projects to, you know, contribute to our community. And um, I think a couple of years ago, Kelly and I were actually the vocational co-directors. And so that is awarding, you know, the police and fire awards. Um, We would do the teacher awards through all the schools in Manhattan Beach. Um, We would do Rotary Reads, which is another incredible program where we go to all of the elementary schools and read aloud in the library to first graders, which is like the most darling thing that you will ever see is like sitting them down on their their little magic carpet and you're you're reading a Dr. Seuss book and they are just raising their hands throughout the whole book and it's really charming. Um, so we do a lot of great things and I, I don't know, like the transition I would say would be more of the membership where it's just getting more vibrant and at high energy. Um, but I think, you know, it's just, 
a great club where we all are there for the same goal. And I think that's really important. It's not like an annual membership where you're like, oh, am I going to renew this year? It's like, no, this is, I'm in this for life. And I am dedicated to this organization. Mm. That's so that's true. It's a, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle and a family type of organization that, you know, I mean, <clears throat> Rotary is international, Joe. And, I mean, we, there's, we have um, one of our service directors is, that focuses on international projects, too. So, you know, we're taking care yeah. of people in our own community. We're taking care of people and programs uh, in the greater Los Angeles area. And then, you know, we're making an impact internationally, too. So, um, you know, I think the cool thing about Manhattan Beach Rotary is, first of all, the membership is, is very dynamic and, and just fantastic, rich with um, good, interesting people and that all bring something different to the table. But there's different projects, and you can get involved in, at whatever level and what, whatever really resonates with you. I mean, we are a service organization, so we really do focus and, and try to um, you know, activate the members to participate, but um, certainly not everybody can show up to every single thing. And, and maybe, you know, one resonates w- more with somebody like, you know, you, P.S. I Love You with Patricia Jones. You know, we participate in that mm-hmm. every year. We, do, we have another event. Uh, Jordan mentioned um, Celebrate Manhattan Beach, but um, we also do something called VetFest, which is, you know, on Veterans Day or, or on or near Veterans Day, and it focuses on, um, the you know the veteran population. So um, if you want to read in the classroom, you know you can do that. If you want to you know deliver you know um, gifts you know at Christmas time, you can do that. We work a lot with the senior population, and um, mm-hmm. Jan Buick at the City of Manhattan Beach who runs the older adults program. So there really is something that you know um, I think really resonates um, with you know, all different members. And um, Jordan, do you want to share like one of your favorite? rotary moments like you know I, i'm sure you have many uh <laughs> but you know what are some of the favorite rotary moments moments been when you were involved in the event or volunteering somewhere so we mm-hmm. would uh it's operate it's called operation teddy bear backpacks and i think i think this is a rotary moment for almost anyone that signs up for this you get a little teary-eyed because you're going to in, you know, an uh, inner city elementary school. Um, you get to read a book to them, and then they put their heads down on their desk, and you get to give them pass out a backpack, and it will have you know markers, a toothbrush, the book that we had just read. You know, there's all these goodies in there, and one child was like, I've never had my own toothbrush and your, your heart just sinks. And to be able to provide that for these children is just like, you know, I think I get more out of it than they do because it's just, it's so fulfilling. And um, in this past year, they continued with the teddy bear backpacks, but it was on zoom and, so you're reading aloud, you're doing a Zoom for 100 first graders. So I had, I had an assembly, so you could either do the assembly or an individual classroom. And I got the assembly for 100 first graders, and, like, that was just pure comedy, too, of just seeing all these kids on a Zoom. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's hectic enough when you have an adult Zoom, but now you're with all these first graders, and so you got to read a book aloud, and it was just, it's very, it's just darling, and it's such a great program, and I feel like you touch many lives with that, and uh, so I think, you know, that's one of my favorite Rotary moments. Um, Another one, we, we partner and help out the sandpipers with their holiday baskets, and so delivering those to families in need at Christmas time um, is really special too. Hmm. Very good. And that's wonderful. I mean, go on, Kelly. 
No, I was just going to say, uh, Jordan, when you uh, had the assembly of 100 first graders reading a book to them, were they able to use the chat? I can't imagine 100 first graders oh, yeah. um, <laughs> typing in the chat. What, what, how, how was the chat room during that time? The chat is hysterical. So it's just emojis. And then they're like, so-and-so is sleeping, you know, and they're, these kids are, are barely waking up. And, yeah, the chat is just like a bunch of exclamation points, a bunch of heart, different emojis. You know, they're not really having any sentences. But it's also funny to see, like, a little peek into what their home life is like as well, you know. So it's it's really funny. And I think, you know, the facilitator – took about 10 to 15 minutes for everyone to join into the zoom. And then it's what, like seven minutes to read the book, you know, <laughs> and then we're done. It was like <laughs> good time management here. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Really like, cute. you know, wild cats running around. I can only imagine. Um, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, or puppies, <laughs> wildcats and puppies, right, running around. Um, right. One of wildcats my favorite, yeah, what, one of my favorite uh, rotary moments <clears throat> was literally at the very beginning of the pandemic before all of us were relegated to staying at home and, you know, wearing a mask all the time. It was, we were just on the verge and it was the, I think it's called the Shoes that, shoes that Fit. Is that what it's called, Jordan? Um, yes. Where we go in, yes. we, we, yeah, Shoes That Fit. And it is, um, Skechers is um, a big um, provider for that. And they um, provide um, athletic shoes to kids that are selected um, at schools in, you know, inner city. And we go and measure their foot and get to fill out a form what kind of shoe they want. The shoes are not there at the moment. We, you know, custom fill out the form with their size. You know, do they want pink? Do they want sparkles? Do they want something that lights up? Whatever whatever they want. Um, and then the shoe basically kind of is ordered, and a couple of weeks later, you know, um, volunteers, um, they're, they're delivered to their homes and what have you. And when... Uh, these kids come in, some of them come in in pairs, brother, sister, families, neighbor, whatever. Um, but, you know, I had kids that were walking in with shoes, tape, like duct taped together, Joe. Um, uh. That is what they're wearing every day, you know, or they're right. wearing, um, um, you know, like a kind of a, like a rubber sandal, not, you know, that, is the only shoe that they have and they either wear socks with it or not. And, but the ones that were taped together, I, you know, and they, they look at you and they're so gracious. They're so thankful. And, you know, you measure some of the feet were bigger and some of them were teeny, you know, and I had this Mm -hmm. one little girl who just wouldn't leave my side. She, and she ended up uh, being my interpreter because <laughs> um, I, I, I yeah. did not speak Spanish, and that was needed that day. And I kept having to look at people to, like, help with some of the interpretation. And she saw that, bless her sweet little heart. And after I measured her foot, she came and she stood next to me. And I think I mean, she wanted to help, but I think she also kind of needed, like, she kept leaning up against me. Like, she needed that physical contact, you know. And she would lean into me, and she'd whisper in my ear, <laughs> you know, like whatever the person said in Spanish, you know. And uh, there's a picture that's, that's used with Rotary now. And I still, so she just, you know, warmed, warmed my heart. Um, and um, I still, you know, I have to see her again someday, maybe, you know, this year when we get to return to that program. Maybe I'll see her again, you know, but it's moments like that, like Jordan said too, that just make you tear up or really, I, you know, I call it tattooing your heart. You know, they, those moments tattoo your heart and your soul. <laughs> and, and you know that you've made a huge impact on them. And like Jordan said, I, th- I think sometimes they make a bigger impact on us, you know? Um, so, right. You know, right. I just I, I had the same experience with P.S. I Love You a day at the beach a couple of years ago when I was brand new to Rotary, 
everybody's like, you got to do this event. You got to do this event. And I'm like, okay. You know, I'm new. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. You know, and I, I find myself on the beach all day long, which is not you know, the problem. Um, and I was, just, um, right. I had this one you know, young little girl who was six years old and um, she was my buddy. And, you know, I, um, she quickly found a ride on top of my shoulders, you know, to and from, you know, the, the sand and the bathrooms and everywhere because the hot sand and, I don't think I've put a child on my shoulders, you know, since my kids were babies. And they, as you know, are no longer even close to being babies. And by the end of the day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was exhausted, but so much fun. And she didn't want to leave. And, and she said to me, she, you know, she, and when she wasn't on my shoulders, she was holding my hand, you know. And she didn't want to go back to the bus. She didn't want to go home. And she was like, can we do this again tomorrow? You know, and and I'm just and that was the first time at the beach, and you know I again and, and she ended up taking stealing my hat and taking it. You know, she's like, you know, I'm like, please take my hat. It was a cute little hat that she loved and she wore it the whole day and went home with it. And and um, it's those type of things that you just, gosh, we we need more of those, right? And um, right, right, it's right. just so much fun. So, anyways. Um, yeah, if you need to fill up that Wonderful. personal bucket, Rotary is a good place to do it. <laughs> Definitely. Now, now, <laughs> I have to ask, though, I have to ask, Jordan, when, when we have guests, generally speaking, they have their, you know, their, oh, this is my, you know, um, legal practice, this is my insurance practice, this is my, you know, agency but rarely do we come up with names like Mint Witch. Mint Witch Creative. <laughs> Where does that come from, Jordan? Well, they are actually these Christmas cookies that my mom would make and still makes, but growing up uh, she made these cookies and they're just, I, I don't, I have such a sweet tooth. And so it's like, she only makes them once a year at Christmas. They're very labor intensive. So, you know, it's part of the whole like Christmas baking tradition. And mm-hmm. we were just sitting around and I didn't want to use my name for my business. And so we're like, well, what's something cute? And, you know, it's 15 years ago, so. I'm in a different place now, but the name has stuck <laughs> and I think it's memorable and, you know, yes. I don't know that it directly aligns with, you know, my clientele, but it works. And so um, that's how we came up with the name. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't Do you, think uh, Yahoo or uh, Google was uh, necessarily, uh, I mean, does Google mean search or Yahoo? Does that mean, you know, whatever Yahoo does now Yahoo. today, but they have become <laughs> Yahoo. They have become, I think, uh, uh, in, what have they said? It's like, yeah, uh, names that have the two O's are very successful. And I think, isn't that why Gwyneth Paltrow started Goop? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. I've never heard that. So is that a thing, Jordan? Um, words I think or names so. of business? I mean, yeah, there's Yahoo, Google, and I think that's, you know, the, that's what they're saying is the story behind Goop with her initials to O's. I, I don't know what kind of uh, search engine optimization uh, you've been doing or who you've been paying <laughs> off. But when I typed in Mintwitch in Google, you're all over. You're number one, number two, number three, number four. Mintwitch. Right. Is I don't you. think there's any other Mintwitches, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay um, with that. It's great. <laughs> what speaking, is, uh, what speaking, is your business? Oh, go ahead, Joe. Well, just while we will. Kelly, I want to transition mm-hmm. to to an explanation of of what Mint Witch Creative is. Uh, Kelly, can you give mm-hmm. us your first impression? <laughs> no, I um, well, my first impression is Jordan uh, because she's, she <laughs> is she's always got a smiling 
fresh face. Um, and I guess, you know, I, I know Jordan now, and, and I've worked with her, and she does wonderful design, too. She's um, very giving in her skills to Rotary and other groups in town. But um, I, what, it, just the name, like, you know, Mint Witch, you know, uh, it, it implies that maybe it's a cookie or something, but mint is fresh, too. So let's go with, you yeah. know, fresh, yeah. uh, fresh ideas. But let's let Jordan uh, mm-hmm. describe that. Yeah, I think so. You know, I focus on brand strategy and development, um, doing the graphic design, but not just, uh, you know, the average designer where you would go to them and give them a direction. Like I, I brainstorm and we, you know, come up with the theme and integrate that to, you know, your logo. But it's not just the logo, it's what you do with it and how you integrate that into your collateral. And, you know, I work with a lot of small business owners where, like, you are the brand. And I truly believe that, you know, everything that you put out is your brand and how Mm -hmm. people perceive you is exactly how you will work with them. And, um, you know, so I, I do also have, uh, corporate clients because of my background. Um, I helped uh, do the design for the, the Arctic tra- uh, Transportation Center in Anaheim, that huge uh, new, well, it's not so new, but um, the Transportation Center near the Angel Stadium. Um, another large mm. client is ND Medical, who actually got bought by Allergan, but we spent several years taking their old designs. Were, were, I mean, to be blunt, it was hideous, you know, and you're like, how is anyone putting this out there? And so we just, we totally mm-hmm. rebrand, rebranded their collateral, um, their skincare packaging. Uh, they have devices that do facials and all of those things and the photo shoots and trade show materials um, that we all just completely, mm-hmm. um, you know, created a whole new look that was cohesive, well-designed, you know, very uh, consistent and like a clean design. And I think, you know, having the clean design is a little bit more difficult than you would think because a lot of times people want to put everything on there and then, you know, it, it gets lost. And so being able to have um, that design eye of getting what you need on there but making an impact. And I think mm-hmm. the clean, the cleanliness of, you know, some white space allows you to just kind of take it in. And so um, that's what we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is this is one of the messages that has come out of the 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 2020s are going to be, you know, forever. The 2020s will always be forever known as the the decade that began with the pandemic, but they also will be remembered for the decade that began with. I know of one company in particular that had a travel and entertainment budget of 40 million dollars a year 40 million and then of course in 2020 march of 2020 that all crashed down to zero and then they started to do the whole zoom and you know google meet and that whole thing and on balance their revenues for the year of 2020 went up 20 percent because their 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 salespeople were forced to think about engaging with clients in a more personal way and also they could engage with five clients in a day rather than, you know, flying to a city and engaging with one client. It, it transforms how businesses think about their, their, their business and how they think about their engagement. And one way is visual, visual engagement, videos. That's one of the things that I'm most um, sort of passionate about is how, you know, small businesses should engage with their audience and potential audience with video more often, but they just don't do it. Um, Social media has gone over the head 
of many of the uh, many of the existing businesses. What do you do you do you do video in your recommendations for clients? I think I mean I don't actually do the videos, but I always recommend mm. that they do that because it's a it's a glimpse into the personality of the company and people are mm-hmm. so much more visual. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I advise clients on their social media and have several clients where I just run their social accounts. And so it's just another extension of having your brand consistency out there. And the voice of the company is, you know, consistent as well. So I think mm-hmm. the the video mm-hmm. is getting much more important, you know, as the days go by. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, like I said, every everything is so much more visual now that and even Instagram, it's like if you or I mean this is how I operate is that if I'm looking at a hotel or a restaurant or looking for something I don't even, I barely go to their website. I go to their Instagram to see what the real story is because it's much more fluid, more natural. Um, You know, you can put all the pretty pictures on your website, but, like, I want to see the real story and a little bit behind the scenes of what this company is about. Mm-hmm. Well, and you mm-hmm. can also search, like search that company, right? So instead of just looking at right. their uh, own Instagram wall, you know, whatever, um, you know, hashtag um, whatever, you know, whatever the business is, um, Simsies, you know, and see what other right. people are are writing and posting about it. And I, I know I've, um, gosh, over the years, you know, recently have met several people, um, particularly millennials, that research their next vacation, research the, where to go to dinner. Um, I have one person that, complete, that planned her complete wedding via Instagram research. And <laughs> it's fascinating, but that's the way it is, right? I mean, people really look at those things. And it is one more search tool, although Instagram doesn't have two O's in it, Google that, right? But, um, you know, right. people really use it to um, – to judge, I mean, you, you, we used to go to just Yelp, right, to see what people were saying about the food. You know, now you go to Instagram because you have the, the pictures and you have everything else there, too. But, um, Jordan, have you um, seen any, have you worked with any people in the last 18 months, any clients, like, who kind of rebranded, like, took, you know, the time during the pandemic to really rethink and rebrand their business? Yes. So uh, one of them is um, – Inner Glimmer is actually here in Manhattan Beach, and we took the time, you know, the downtime is like when a lot of my clients are like, okay, well, let's focus on the business and have this site ready to launch when we come back to life, you know, in several months. And so um, it was like a nice, like, working on your business and actually doing your business are two different things. And so... You know, when you don't have any business, then you're forced to work on the business. And, uh, you know, we rebranded, um, did a new website for her. Uh, I have another client, the Greenhouse in Palos Verdes, which is um, a darling, you know, yoga and wellness space. And she opened her doors on Zoom last September and just doing Zoom workshops like cooking classes, um, women's circles, sound baths. And we did her whole branding and website and shop during the shutdown. And so, you know, I think a few months ago she started having yoga classes in person, but um, it's, and she's thriving. And so it's, it's kind of wild how, you know, people weren't just sitting back you know, sitting at home, they were being very active and um, intentional about what they were going to do with their business during that time. So it was great to see it and to be able to help them with that. I agree. And um, uh, I know you've, you've lent your expertise and hand and time to the 
Chambers Young Entrepreneurs Academy for several um, years too, uh, and, and helping guide yeah. some of the students. Yeah, um, you know, what are your what are your thoughts of that program, and what are maybe some of your memories of some of the that you've worked with? That program is so fascinating. Like I can only, you know, compare it to where I was in high school, I was not thinking about starting a business, but, um, you know, I've gotten to work with four, actually five students, um, and their business ideas are just phenomenal. And uh, this year, I got to work with Cat's Cookie Mix, and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's a cute cookie mix and now you know the packaging that I helped design and the logo I designed she's using and she's at grow and so you know to see that and then um, I didn't actually work with Taylor when she was in the program but uh, Mm -hmm. Taylor Ryan won for her unstoppable um, sports cups or protective gear Mm -hmm. and that was a couple of years Mm -hmm. ago but now um, just recently, we just launched her website, and so she's mm-hmm. moving forward with that and getting funding, and you know, that'll be able to purchase it in a few months. And so, these students are like actually following through with their business ideas, and it's just like a great thing to see and to be able to help them, you know, with my expertise, and you know, so you start early with a, a well-branded campaign, then, you know, people will take you seriously and take a second look to see what you're all about. Yeah, no, I agree. And, I mean, those, those are two great examples. Um, with Cat's Cookie uh, Mix this year, um, I absolutely love her logo, her branding, her packaging, the entire thing, um, down to the little whisk tied to the outside of the box. How much of all of that, just be honest, was, was your idea versus Cass' idea? Was it, just a, was it an explosion of, you know, great minds coming together on that? Because I was so impressed when I saw her, her, bo- her little box. And it's not just a box, people. It's like you got to go to grow and see it because it's a cute little, it's almost like a, yeah. like, what would you call that? Like a little carry kind of lunchbox type of looking thing. But, and there's a little whisk tied to the outside of it. It is, it's like a home run. So, how did all of that, did she have the idea and you helped bring it to life, or how did that come to be? I think it was like a great partnership where, um, you know, I, I think her, her nickname is Kat, and so we had, she wanted to do pink and black and have this, you know, cute little cat on the logo, and I kind of took it from, like, the clip art idea and elevated it a little bit and... Um, it, I think it also helped because it was like I kind of like saw myself in her and she like designing with Tank is like okay anytime I'm there for it and <laughs> so um, the bakery box was so cute and so she's like okay well this is the size label that you have to work with and then I just ran with it but the whisk was her idea and um, I think you know just having the little illustrations of the ingredients to put on there, you know, I wanted to do that and just make it a little bit more um, visual rather than just, you know, plain ingredients. And so um, it was a really fun project to work with on her because she loved everything I did and I loved her idea. So it worked well together. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a home run. It's, um, I know she's doing well. I'm going to, Joe, I'm going to have to get her on the show. Um, I'll reach out to her. Yeah, so that would get be amazing. Because she's she's a sharp young lady, and um, she's and she's doing well. So, okay, here we are. We have um, one minute left, Joe. Time to wrap it up. Yes, yes, Jordan Holbert. Um, there, there are there are a few things that are iconic in this new world, and women leading businesses. Women have always led families, but women leading businesses and um, giving sort of back to the community in a very public way, like being uh, a prominent member of the Rotarians, that's, that's something special. Jordan Holbert, thank you for joining us today. 
Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. This has been great. Time flew by. I, yeah, everyone says the same thing. An hour, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> I then, know, like, boom. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> it happens every week. Over. Every week. Yeah. Every yeah. week, every yeah. week, every week. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, of course, um, uh, Kelly, it's been great. We'll see you again next Friday. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Jordan, for um, everything you do for us in the community. Um, have a good weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Okay, okay. bye-bye.